Thank you for tuning into the Martial Arts Podcast Show. Today, we have our first guest, Jordan, who has participated and excelled in kickboxing competitions, winning medals at national level in Bulgaria and had successfully achieved the European title. Jordan has trained intensively in a competing gym, specialising in K1 style kickboxing. Kickboxing is not an art with a grading system represented by belts, but Jordan's strong results in the ring certainly demonstrates mastery in this combative art. Jordan will share with us today on his experiences in his road to championship. Hi, hi everyone. Yes, um, it's uh, great to be on the show. Yeah, pleasure to talk to you. So yeah, I guess we can start um, as an introduction, uh, go back to the, the start of the journey. How long have you been doing martial arts and what style? Sure. Yeah, so I've been uh, doing martial I mean, I've had interest in martial arts ever since I was a kid. I remember in my primary school, there were these classes uh, in karate that I used to do. And um, uh, they were financed by our school. Um, so I used to do it for a couple of weeks and then the program was discontinued, but I was still interested and uh, I had to walk over uh, to the other side of town just so that I can join and do some, uh, some classes with, uh, with, with people that were much older than me, but it was just something that I found interesting and enjoyed. Uh, and I really started early on with some very basic exposure to the, to the martial arts scene. Um, but uh, I guess my m- much more active period was um, in 2019 when I joined a um, kickboxing club uh, in my hometown in uh, Bulgaria. I'm from Vratsa in Bulgaria. Uh, and uh, there was uh, this uh, club called Aris Vratsa uh, that uh, prepares uh, people for uh, national and international competitions. Um, and as with all new beginnings, um, you, you go through the really basics. So I remember the first uh, six months have really gone quite slow. Uh, you know, you, you get introdu- introduced to uh, absolute basics and fundamentals, like uh, how to hold your guard and how to step properly, which, you know, with time, you kind of develop them into your own style. Uh, but uh, at that time, I was like, oh, yeah, I just want to do some boxing or some kickboxing or something. And it, we were always following these uh, naive routines until you get familiar with, with the uh, basics and the fundamentals. Uh, but, um, yeah, um, 2009, I um, uh, joined the club. Um, I practiced for about a year before my first uh, competition. Um, and... Uh, I have participated in around uh, seven or actually nine national uh, competitions in Bulgaria uh, and one international international as well in uh, 2011 in uh, Italy. Um, Yeah, so that was my kind of more active. For the international one, Mm -hmm. was it um, between five countries then for European K1 championship? So the, the international competition was um, uh, the European Championships. So uh, that was uh, 2011. There were uh, around 500 uh, competitors from, um, I mean, a lot of countries around Europe. There was very strong representation. I remember from uh, Russia, they have a very strong kickboxing school uh, uh, in there. And there, there have been competitors from all over the world. There were competitors from the UK, from um, Italy, of course, is a hosting country, Germany, Spain, all over, really. Um, and uh, we had a, 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 a small team. Uh, I think we were around 10 uh, competitors. Um, it was, it was uh, overall a very fun and successful competition. We had uh, um, uh, quite a few medals, and um, I, I was uh, able to get... Uh, uh, the European Championship uh, title as well. Uh, so we had three out of ten competitors from the team then uh, that managed to to go to all the way to the finals and win their final uh, fight. So uh, I was one of them, and it was uh, really a high point in my um, you know kind of competitive. I mean, it was not a career, but like in, in my uh, efforts to compete and kind of get exposure to to the sport. This was really a highlight. Um, 
That is fantastic, it's, Jordan. I've got a question on that, actually. I, I was wondering yeah. how how was your training uh, that built up? How did you build it up to then to the point, of course, you won the, the mm-hmm. championship? So, but what was that journey like? Yeah, well, um, the actual preparation was quite intense, but I, I think... Uh, there is a lot that you prepare for when you go to such a, a, a large-scale competition, even beforehand. Um, I remember when um, I was a little bit more active with those nine competitions I was telling you about. This, these were all within the scope of uh, one, two years, right? So actually, when I started competing, I was going to competitions maybe within two, three months gap uh, in between. And um, we used to say that uh, six months of training on your own uh, in the gym uh, equates to one competition. So if you do, uh, and and we were trying to get ourselves, oh yeah, when are we going to be champions? When we've acquired two years or something like that of experience. How do you Mm -hmm. get two years of experience? You can either train for two years or you can train for a year and go to two competitions. It was, that was kind of the (laughs) the (laughs) oversimplified match that we used to uh, follow. And um, um, yeah, before, before the competition, I had to, uh, participate firstly in a, a national championship uh, uh, and to become part of the you know, national team uh, you have to win there and then um, your tra- trainer can uh, propose you to the national team committee and then uh, they would kind of look at your uh, experience uh, your performance of the competition your style and they would kind of make judgment of whether you can join the national team and and then you uh, once you're in the national team you can join the team for a training camp which is basically a, a quite a intense one week camp where you go you wake up early you do exercises you, you go for uh, swim to you know uh, wind down a little bit and then in the afternoon second workout uh, there was very strong focus on having a, a balanced diet because with such an intensive uh, uh, workout routine you need your nutrition um, and actually uh, be, even before the, the training camp uh, I was very excited that I've, I've made the team and uh, there was uh, a whole one month of really intense preparation in my hometown. Uh, I used to, again, do uh, two workouts every day, including weekends. So that was 14 uh, workouts per week. And the way it started is, it was very interesting. Like the way it started, you you get this uh, adrenaline boost every time you step into the gym because you are so uplifted by the idea that you might participate in this international competition. You go, uh, uh, normally trainings were uh, scheduled to be about an hour and a half. And then because you have so much energy, you go over and above that, you go two hours. That's only week one. Then you go week two. It's like, oh yeah, I mean, I am still very uplifted, but probably hour and a half is, is about right. So you do your hour and a half routine, you stop on the dot. Then week three, week four, you get very exhausted. And in the last 15 minutes of your workout, you're so drained that you just want to go to sleep. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, <laughs> this, is, this is all part of the, the, the preparation, I guess. Uh, you put your uh, body through kind of this really intense uh, and uh, stressful preparation so that when you go to uh, the actual fight and we are in real conditions, you can measure up to the challenge. And, you know, if you fail to prepare, you should be preparing to fail. So uh, that was kind of the motto that the, the whole team was following. It's like uh, strong preparation and uh, hopefully good results, uh, which uh, I was lucky enough to, to kind of uh, secure the, the fight. Wow, that just sounds amazing. That sounds very How long very was the thrilling. training, uh, the period before? Uh, so the, it was a, a month of very intensive. So I, I've been training continuously at this time so for two, two three years um, uh, with no kind of gaps, uh, no serious gaps in my, in my uh, workout routine. I used to, so when I, when I was not preparing for a major competition, I used to do uh, five uh, exercise like five classes 
a week uh, every day after school i used to go to the gym and do, do uh, the and we had a, a variety of uh, sessions some were tailored more towards uh, uh, physical fitness others were tailored more into cleaning up your technique others were um, uh, around uh, developing more stamina speed so all these components of uh, uh, you know uh, a well-rounded fighter um, where kind of you, you spend a couple of months working on each of them. Um, so by that time, I've been training for, I think, two, three years. Um, and then when uh, I won the national, three years. yeah, when I won the, the last uh, national championship before uh, the European, uh, I uh, went into this uh, one month, very intense routine of like the 14, uh, exercises per week which was really really intense and then i did another a further week of that at the national training camp um and then there was a little bit more moderate exercises on the on the way to actually so in, in the final week before um uh the competition uh we we started to uh, modulate this uh, to have a little bit more uh you do one per, per uh, one very light uh like you stretch out more kind of stuff uh, in the morning then uh, in the afternoon just a little bit to just remind yourself what's what are the combinations you have to be thinking about and uh, what's your strengths what your, what are your weaknesses kind of keep everything in, in the current memory and then of course there was the uh, whole competition, which was uh, over the course of a week, and then you have um, uh, your schedule. Uh, so I was lucky enough that all my fights were scheduled for separate days, but um, you could have. Um, so the, the way that uh, uh, it's it, it's organized by the World Association of Kickboxing Organizations (WACO). Uh, it's it's kind of uh, uh, the the uh, confederation that uh, manages all kickboxing um, which has a couple of styles so kickboxing here has uh, low kick um, uh, classical kickboxing where where you're allowed to have kicks above the waist uh, only low kick is where you have kicks uh, to the thighs as well um, then is uh, where was my strength and focus uh, k1 uh, which allows you to uh, have uh, knees as well uh, as uh, as a weapon and uh, uh, Muay Thai as well, which is a, actually a very uh, old uh, traditional martial art in Thailand and very popular now worldwide. Uh, but uh, it's part of the same confederation. So uh, the competition is uh, is in the scope of one week. You have your fights. You can have up to two fight per, uh, fights per day. But in my in my case, I was lucky enough that all my fights were on a separate and distinct day. Um, and uh, I remember the, the final uh, uh, was uh, very exciting. I, I was feeling like all these uh, heavy exercises have worn me out a little bit, but uh, I still had my eye on the prize. I was very excited to go on the, on the ring for my final uh, uh, fight. Um, I was fi fighting against uh, a participant from uh, Greece. Um, and then... Uh, I was in the, uh, I think the weight class I was fighting at was uh, around 86, but with all these, uh, and this was normally my category. I used to fight at 86, but with all these extreme preparations for the, um, uh, for, for the competition itself, I actually were at the lower end of the 86 category. I think I was around 80 kilos when, when I had my final fight because just uh, out of like two... That's uh, a lot lower. Yeah, yeah. I, I was feeling, I was feeling yeah, a little bit exhausted, but very excited for the fight. And I had my uh, um, final. Um, I remember there was by accident against my opponent. Uh, he landed uh, a low kick uh, in my like uh, groin area and <laughs> it's it's uh, of course an illegal move so the uh, uh, like the fight was stopped and they gave me like uh, 10 20 seconds to recover from the um, incorrectly placed uh, low kick uh, and then I was like oh this would, this would be so bad if I uh, 
grind shot. Yeah, yeah. If if you you feel very bad in this point in time because you really want to win by virtue of dominating the fight and really showing your uh, ability. And I was like, oh, I really don't want to lose like that, but I also don't want to win like that. I don't want to get my opponent disqualified and then lose by virtue of I really want to show my working. And then they asked me, are, are you fine to continue? I was like, oh yeah, absolutely. I'm ready for it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the, we, it was um, uh, in three rounds, uh, two minutes, the, that nasty shot uh, landed in the second round. I was able to recover. And in my final round, um, I managed to kind of uh, uh, make a good recovery, keep distance. Uh, I, I won that fight uh, on points, so I didn't uh, uh, knock him out or anything like that. You, you get a standard pointing system. is you know, one punch, one point. Uh, includes also kicks, uh, where uh, a little bit uh, the judges tolerate more uh, distinct kicks to the head, for example, would be definitely something that the judges, all judges would record. And then... Uh, uh, because sometimes it's uh, with with punches, it's a little bit more difficult. You're you're uh, have three judges that give you digital points every time they see that you have um, managed to land a shot. Um, but the idea is that you would only get a point if all three judges give you uh, a point in the same time, or maybe within the same second or something like that. And the idea is that from all the three different angles, maybe sometimes when you're in a very close range punching combo, maybe from one angle, they wouldn't be able to see you. But when you land a clear shot to the head, that was always, oh yes, everybody saw that, everybody recorded it. So uh, I managed to keep distance uh, work. I, I was a little bit taller than my opponent at the time. Uh, so uh, I showed what I've been preparing for and I, I managed to, to uh, secure the victory. Um, yeah. What they? What any rounds? Amazing. Where... I'm still excited on the Brian shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it took a while yeah, sorry, to recover. Yeah. Did you wear a coin guard? Was it a coin guard? Oh yes. W yeah, did you wear like a coin guard? Is it like a soft patch that you wear, or? No, no. It's it's actually a very uh, like hard metal cap that you wear uh, below your trunks. It's. Uh, Every competitor goes uh, with full equipment, and but still, you know, uh, at that weight class, you know, the power that people try to put when you're at a competition as well, it's uh, you, you just throw yourself at it, you really go with full power, full energy. It's like even if you try to show your technique, it, the, the shots really um, show your effort and ambition and everything. So at, at a weight class of 86 kilos, those shots are quite heavy. Even with the metal growing guy, that still hurts my friend. Is it is it restrictive though? Uh, I know a lot of um, competitors try to actually take out the, in boxing, they try to take out the, the cup, the, the cup holder, because it's quite apparently to the mobility and, and your range of motion, especially with kicking. Do you find that it kind of restricts your movement a bit? Um, I, I, I was, um, so basically you have, uh, you can buy your own uh, equipment and uh, you can try a couple of different brands, I guess, and uh, find one that suits you. Uh, there was, uh, there have been some problem with sizing and, uh, and uh, things like that, but you can always find one that fits you and it's one as if it's underwear. It's not like the big bo boxing groin guards that go around your waist. It's just worn as underwear, so it's, it's, uh, you can definitely find one that suits you well. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I think Bear was asking um, how many rounds, like the structure of the fights. So how how long is each round, and is it like five rounds for five minutes each, or five rounds for three minutes? So in um, uh, classical kickboxing, uh, K1 and low kick, uh, the standard way that amateur fights are structured is that you have three rounds of two minutes each. Uh, so it's, it's not uh, uh, like with boxing where you have very prolonged battle and, uh, you know, uh, you take more time at the start to, I mean, of course, every time when you start a fight, you need some time to uh, 
get to learn your opponent's style and kind of adjust and think about what in your arsenal of weapons would work well against uh, such style. So there is always this adjustment period, but it, it's a it's a, a lot quicker and a, a, a little bit more dynamically jumping into really showing your work. So even in the first second round, you're already you know full on trying to because it's it's only six minutes, so you really need to show your work quite quickly. But actually, the the kicks and everything. Um, they make it really challenging for your stamina as well. So uh, it is quite exhausting. Uh, yeah. So we used to, uh, when we trained for a fight that we expect to last three minutes, we were saying that we need to be able to do 20 rounds in the gym so that you can like uh, sparring or uh, similar work so that you can have enough stamina for three rounds of uh, a proper uh, fight in the ring where you know the adrenaline is through the roof and uh, uh, you know you have you're put in the spotlight uh, so it's it's a, it's a little bit uh, more intense more challenging how many rounds was in the um, the formal competition? So the the final championship. How many rounds do you get for three minute rounds? Uh, so you get three. So each fight is three rounds of two minutes. Oh, it's very intense. It's very fast. Very fast pace. And is it is it all points based? Like is it like um, I've I've done a bit of taekwondo as well in my time and and. Uh, you know, it was very much point based. So it's just it, it's not sort of knocking the the opening out, but it's really getting the highest points. Is it very much similar to that, or is it more of sort of exhaustive, you know, battle between the two? It is, it is uh, point based. Uh, you get, uh, but I think um, um, in different styles, you get different. Uh, uh, dynamics, but uh, the majority of styles where I have participated in, you um, so when you score a point, you don't stop the fight to say yes, awarding point to this player or yeah. something like. No, it, it's it's a continuous fight, uh, and you uh, you know from the start of the round, uh, the the gong goes, and then you you're fully into it. So uh, you know the judges observe. From the sides, they award points, uh, but very much a fight can end in uh, uh, knockout. Uh, uh, the, you can have stoppage. Uh, you can have the, your corner and your trainer throwing the white towel and you know signaling that they would prefer to stop uh, the fight. Uh, and uh, there, are these yeah, you can definitely have knockouts. I mean, I've, I've had uh, uh, a few fights where they've ended in knockouts. And it was not uncommon on competitions to, to, to have this. Wow, that's, uh, I mean, so I, I'm presuming that you knocked the person out, right? <laughs> oh, it was, it, was, um, it was a fun story because uh, after my European uh, championship, uh, I came back to Bulgaria and um, I, I was quite, I mean, uh, young and uh, with fairly, I mean, I, I've had about two, three years of experience, but most people in the national team uh, were with uh, a couple years more than me. I mean, there were people with five to 10 years of training with the national team uh, before they managed to win a European championship. And um, when I came back with only three years behind my belt, you know, it was, everybody wanted to fight with me. They were, they were like, people were like, oh yeah, let's go in Jordan's weight class. And, you know, it, it would be great if we can challenge the champion, the European champion, you know, and uh, that, that was a very exciting time. So um, I, I had to prove myself on the national stage as well. Uh, and um, uh, I signed up to a Muay Thai competition uh, uh, shortly after, uh, actually, I had two competitions after the, the European Championship. One was um, uh, style low kick. There were a lot Did of. Did you find that there was a lot more elbows in the in the Muay Thai one? Yeah, yeah. So actually, that, that's a dangerous thing, and um, because with elbows, 
you can really cut someone open as in you can have really nasty cuts that even if the competitor is not knocked out uh they just cannot continue the fight because a doctor would come on stage and they'll say oh yeah this needs stitches and we cannot continue in, in. so uh, the elbows were very dangerous and i'm i'm a, a tall guy i'm six uh, foot three so you know I, I i was at the right height to strike some of these but uh, uh, i've never had a knockout or like a open cut with with an elbow but uh, i've seen some very nasty ones on, on fights and uh, yeah really it, it really is um, striking you know uh, how easy and quickly the elbow can open up a very deep wound but i, I was telling you about That's um, fantastic yeah i was telling you about the um, the aftermath of the european championship when everybody wanted to to challenge me and um um I signed up to one Muay Thai competition. Um, there are a lot of people in my weight class. Uh, and it was uh, by coincidence, uh, there was... Uh, so I had a couple of fights, which uh, I managed to, to win. Uh, and uh, I ended up at the final against another person who was, again, from, the, uh, from my home team. Uh, and we trained together. Uh, but we had this, I mean, he, he was not very happy that uh, I was chosen for the national team and to go to the national championship. So he, we had a little bit of, uh, how to say, uh, we, we were not really friendly, but we were from the same team. So we were kind of civilized and uh, like um, we go into the final uh, fight of the competition, which was the final. And... Um, uh, we go against each other and the judges come to us and they're like, oh, I know you guys are from the same team, but uh, please try to, you know, showcase good style. And I don't want any, uh, you know, I mean, this is a full contact. Uh, so you need to really show your work. Otherwise, I will disqualify both of you. And <laughs> as he said that, I, I was I was sure this is not going to be necessary. So he, his, the, the judges' encouragements were completely unnecessary because the moment we started, it was uh, all flares kind of, uh, firing on the stage. Um, and um, we had a very intense first round. Um, I, I even had some uh, uh, problem with my gear. Uh, there was uh, a faulty mask, uh, like a head guard, that was kind of... Uh, 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 keep getting undone and uh, I had to change change the equipment for the second round and then in the second round uh, my opponent was uh, getting a little bit more exhausted and then uh, I managed to uh, direct him towards the corner uh, you know um, I was working on a routine uh, that is you go uh, right uppercut to the body then you do escape and then you do a right hook uh, and this, this routine, we used to do it a lot for improving your speed. So same hand combinations that were very good at improving your speed. But this one just landed so naturally and nicely. And uh, the, the hook landed in his face. Uh, uh, and I broke his nose and uh, the, the, I won the fight by stoppage. But uh, the referee was like, oh, yeah, I didn't expect you guys to go to really fight this out. But uh, this was a great fight. <laughs> So this was my mm -hmm. actually my my last national um, championship ended up on a really high for me. I really remember it fondly because you beat someone from your own team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and someone that we were like we had a bit of a grudge. We had a little bit of a uh, in, internal in the team. We we, we had a little bit of a uh, shoulder brushing. <laughs> who who joined the school first though? from a traditional movie or like a kung fu movie kind of standpoint who joined the school first was it was it you or was it was it him it was me it was me i had uh more uh, a little bit more experience <laughs> yeah um so back to the training when you before you prepare for a fight do you up the sparring or you do do you do less sparring because i i presume because there's a um, competition gym the moment you joined you probably had um, sparring as a very frequent part of the curriculum but when you do sign on to competition because like, they have all this experience of competing fighters do they put more sparring or do they lessen it uh, so yeah there is uh, we, we try to schedule frequent sparring sessions 
before fights so that you can get exposure because when you're when, when you're even doing a negotiated sparring where you're doing like a combination that your opponent is aware of this is an excellent exercise for the technique but it's not what's going to happen in real life and it kind of misrepresents your preparedness so as in it teaches you the technique which is great but it, it's uh, normally you wouldn't expect uh, you to know what your opponent's going to do and uh, how they're going to react to getting punched, you know. So uh, what was it? Mike Tyson was saying uh, uh, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. So that, that's pretty much it. You know, we, we try to uh, organize uh, 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 frequent sparrings before competitions and we try to do it with people that were around our weight class, but... Um, uh, variety. So sometimes you go with someone that's taller than you, or someone that's a little bit uh, stronger built, or something like that. And uh, yeah, uh, it, it was a essential part of uh, of uh, the preparations. I remember bef uh, before uh, the European Championship, I I had um, uh, frequent sparring sessions uh, with uh, a friend of mine who used to be uh, this legend in the in in. Bulgaria and in my club, uh, he's uh, he was a little bit older than me. Um, uh, he had uh, turned professional um, in his youth. He had a couple of professional fights, and then uh, he had an unfortunate accident uh, uh, that uh, prevented him from competing for a couple of years. Uh, but then he was coming in a little bit as a coach, but he had really, really good style and everybody knew him when you go to competitions. It was, oh yeah, this is my corner person. They're like, oh, really, Venelin Yankov, we remember him, He's such a legend. So he, he put in a lot of effort in uh, preparing me for the um, European Championship and uh, um, I've had uh, like a very good interaction. So now he has created his own club, uh, and uh, actually, uh, they're going strong. Uh, a lot of the people in his new club are, again, uh, performing well at national championships uh, and having some international exposure. Um, so uh, I, I'm very happy that uh, other people from, from my home, small hometown have uh, gone to kind of expand the sport on the sport. That's fantastic. So did you always plan to become a K1 competitor when you joined the gym or? Uh, did the gym kind of influence you? Was it the right environment that really promoted to, to go to the championship? Yeah, I think it was um, uh, a little bit more the latter, but I guess uh, you need to have your own drive as well uh, because there have been a lot of people that come. Uh, I, I, a competition is, you know, physically and emotionally you go through some stressful experience preparing uh, uh, fitting into a weight class and then you go into a fight and you're gonna get hit so that is kind of another psychological barrier and a lot of people have signed up to um, uh, trainings uh, have been in a really good physical shape but then you go there and they get shaken after one or two losses and then they don't want to participate anymore. I personally, when I started, I had uh, my first uh, uh, fight, my first competition after a year at the club, I lost uh, against a fairly strong opponent. Uh, we were the similar weight class. Uh, we had a, a reasonably uh, good fight. Uh, I, I was, my style was still very, very young and uh, like not, not as refined as it is today. I, I was just going for uh, two, uh, three punches. I was like going, oh, just uh, jab cross and then kick. And that, that was the, the whole repertoire. My, <laughs> my whole arsenal was contained within a combination of three, <laughs> of three <laughs> elements. And uh, it was it was uh, basic. I lost, uh, um, and I remember, you know, oh yes, I uh, had this drive. Oh, I want to improve myself. And there were people that had this loss, and for them, it was it meant that they didn't want to participate anymore. Uh, so then I went to my second fight, and actually, my second fight was uh, Muay Thai, which is uh, probably out of all of these is the most challenging style because you have a wider arsenal of weapons. And when you haven't mastered them, uh, all of them, you, you feel a little bit unprepared, especially against a little bit more experienced uh, fighter. So again, I had a reasonably dignified fighter. Again, I lost 
uh, but uh, I used to record my fights. I used to, hey guys. So I was uh, telling you about my second fight. Um, I went to a Muay Thai competition. Uh, and again, I was m- matched up against someone similar weight class, uh, maybe a couple months more of experience, but uh, 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 I think it was already showing. I was a, a little bit of a newbie, so I had a good performance against him, but again, I lost. And I used to do this thing where I actually recorded my fights and then I would sit down and really analyze all of my mistakes and think, oh yeah, I could improve on this and that. And then I go back to the gym and I work for you know i've dedicated this uh portion of time to really try to improve this which was a weakness in my last fight and so on and i'm i went to my third competition and then you were oh yeah you go you've gone to two competitions uh, you lost are you going to a third one it's such a short period of time probably a couple of months after i was like oh yeah i mean that's how you get better um, and I, I went there, and this was actually the first competition that I, I won and became the, the national champion. And I was like, oh, this, it pays off, you know, it's just the attention to, uh, you know, uh, your mistakes and how you can improve your style really pays off. So, and then I ended up on this winning streak of, uh, uh, I was like, okay, let's go. I'm ready for a next competition. When is the next competition? Two months. And I go to a competition. Um, I have a reasonably good performance. Uh, I get uh, the national title and then we go for all with all my friends for a whole month of celebration. I mean, bear in mind, I was in my like late teens then. So, you know, the celebrations were crazy. I was maybe 18 when uh, I was coming back home with like uh, uh, medals from the national competition. So there were, there were some good parties to celebrate uh, the occasion. Uh, and, um, and then again, a month of celebration, then back into the gym and really trying to focus on cleaning out your style, improving your stamina. Um, two months, very strict uh, uh, workout regime. The last one month before competition, uh, very strict dietary regime as well. So no sweets, uh, no bread, no alcohol, uh, because uh, I found that these were all the things that kind of impacted my stamina. <laughs> And you cut them out, you start really focusing on, uh, you know, exercise, 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 and then you go to competition, you win again, and the cycle continues, you know, celebrations, and, and so on. So it, it, it was a great period of my life. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Was, was that the heavyweight um, division? No, um, or I, light I, heavy? Light heavy? I used to compete uh, in uh, 86. So above 86 is uh, 91, and then is the amateur heavyweight uh, division. So uh, I was the uh, one before uh, before light heavyweight. Yeah, what I was saying is I was just so inspired when you when you're just talking about this. I just felt like just starting to train right now. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's not for no, any yeah, competitions. Uh, yeah, it's it, it's great. I, I think competitions are normal part of it uh, because you go and uh, uh, people tend to um, freak out a little bit and take it to uh, extremes and try to overcomplicate things. Where it's actually just you have dedicated some time uh, and effort into uh, cleaning up your technique, doing some sport, and then you go to a competition. And you meet with someone that has done the same. Normally, you know, people are like, oh yeah, what a, but this person is some champion or another champion. And then it's like, oh yeah, but how long have they been preparing for this fight? Well, three months, six months, same as you, you know? How many years of experience? Maybe they have three, you have two years of experience, whatever, it's, it's fine. Uh, but the idea is that, I mean, everybody goes more or less same weight class, same, uh, level of experience and it, it becomes kind of a, a, a natural part of your exercise routine. You meet people that uh, uh, go frequently to competition, you become friends with them. Even people that you would normally uh, be uh, uh, opponents and uh, normally have very vigorous fights, you'd still, would, with some of them, you would find it you can maintain some friendship and, uh, you know, uh, it, it uh, teaches you a little bit how that's just a sport and uh, it's not about the violence, it's about uh, doing a sport you really enjoy. Was there, was there any point in, in that 
in that journey in that time period um where you felt really demotivated and how did you what did you do to motivate yourself um probably the uh, hardest period for me was when i was pre- preparing for the uh european championship because of the amount of uh exercise uh and like the the the, the just the duration of efforts you have to put into you feel physically exhausted a little bit but I've, i don't think i have ever been demotivated i um I've, it's uh, uh it, it was it was like a drug for me because i mean your brain re- um, releases endorphins when you're doing uh intense uh exercise and for me every time i used to step into the gym i like uh i would go full on and like uh like my t-shirt you can squeeze water out of it from like just the sweat and effort that i've, I've put it. and you you just feel great after that it's like um uh, uh kind of a uh, you you feel so uh calm and um uh it's it just enjoyable and then you get hooked onto it it's it's you, can, you cannot stop it so i've stopped competing i haven't competed had a competition in uh, over seven years now but i haven't stopped training uh, for uh like for so long i've had some periods where i have been not as active but uh, um what is it 14 years now i've been doing the sport and it's just something that you cannot shake off uh, there are a lot of injuries so it, it's a combat sport uh really close contact combat sport where you know injuries are actually a big part of it and uh uh i've had shoulder injuries knee injuries uh uh there is the uh inevitable kind of the damage you take to like when you get punched in the the head it doesn't only uh make you <laughs> like i was walking with a black eye uh, so often like to school and and the teachers were like are there any problems at home i was like no i do martial arts so <laughs> leave me alone <laughs> uh so you know <laughs> yeah but yeah th- th- these are things that you try to minimize when you do it for a little bit longer and uh i've taken breaks uh, to recover i've had broken nose and uh, uh, uh actually i had a broken nose before a competition which was very challenging because you cannot go in with a broken nose to competition because the moment they hit you even the, the lightest punch would just deform mm-hmm. it again and uh yeah so uh you go through these challenges you try to minimize them and um I've had periods where I've uh, toned down and like I've done uh, less frequent exercise or um, I've uh, taken breaks or I've just tried to avoid the full contact kind of combat. So I have uh, periods where I was avoiding sparring, but I was just doing my own uh, routine. Uh, and, um, uh, but it, it's something that you cannot stop because just the pleasure that you get out of doing it is just great that you really get hooked on it. And uh, I've spoken to a lot of people with uh, uh, extensive experience in martial arts. Um, And uh, it's kind of, it's very shared team. Uh, Like uh, this is the only place where you can take a bit of a beating and then walk out of, uh, of the gym smiling so it's it's a it's a unusual feeling but uh but yeah the morale is always uh very uplifting after after training isn't it you go very full-on but after sweating and you just come out so yeah. refreshed after absolutely yeah it's it's yeah. kind of uh um it's 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 enjoyable it's it's uh it's so i think that sometimes martial arts uh, are picked up by uh uh violent people but really they don't persist and they don't achieve great success so what actually happens is that the the top competitors are actually very calm and uh they're not violent people they, they wouldn't fight outside of the ring they're not people that you would see uh uh in a confrontational situation they're just people that enjoy the sport and it really clears your mind and puts you in a different you know uh frame that you, you just are, are a little bit uh, more able to deal with uh 
day-to-day stuff. Uh, that, that's what I found personally. That's what some friends in, in this field have shared with me. So um, it, it's, a, it's, it's a great tool uh, to kind of uh, uh, mindfulness and uh, uh, personal exercise and, uh, um, you know, enjoying, uh, enjoying life. <laughs> So I think you found a really good balance because in your normal life, you have professional day job um, being a very technical job at desk, which is um, very, very different to uh, the life in the ring. So I think you kind of found a yin yang balance of like having that sporting and having more like the technical side. Uh, But um, did you find that martial arts inspire you or your journey in championship? Did it inspire you to do teaching? Because I know you, you, you have started teaching in your workplace have you introduced it to your workplace yeah oh that's uh i think that you can combine martial arts with pretty much any uh uh like occupation or like a career progression in life it's uh, uh just a part of you you know so uh i've 2012 when uh i was accepted into university in the uk uh i kind of put my competitive experience on the one side and decided to go to uni. I did computer science in King's College in London. Um, after that, um, uh, I worked uh, uh, at, uh, in one consultancy company, Accenture. Um, and along this time, I have always practiced uh, martial arts, be it as part of a university club, uh, local gym or, or whatever. Uh, and then 2016, I joined uh, Bank of America, um, and again, I was I subscribed to the the, the so the building uh, where I work uh, has a basement gym. I used to just go there, and they have a punching bag. I was like, oh yeah, of course, it's so great. I'm just gonna do my own thing, and I was just doing some exercises. Then a friend of mine walked in. And said, oh, this is so cool. I was like, hey, let me show you a few things, and then it really grew organically. It was, oh yeah, this is so cool. I'll bring another friend and then we can do training theater. And uh, and I was just bringing like a few friends and uh, it just from word of mouth, it was like, oh yeah, let's get the bigger community and a few more people. Um, and uh, the interest grew. So I was like, oh, maybe we should try to register a, like a proper club, you know, sports club. Uh, and uh, we, I went through the, uh, administration at, um, at at my company, and I was like, "Oh, can we formally register as a club?" They're like, "Yeah, absolutely, go ahead." So I started organizing these classes where, like, every every Monday after work, seven o'clock, you go to the gym. You do an hour and a half of uh, really nice workout. I was trying to keep it because it's it's a kind of professional environment. So I was trying to m- minimize the amount of you know sparring and uh, uh, getting uh, uh, people to walk around with uh, a black eye in, in, around the office. I didn't want it to get the, the bad publicity, but uh, we were doing, uh, we were trying to split the workout in half and half. So one half was very dedicated to uh, all the physical exercises that um, you know prepare you for uh, martial arts uh there are normally like these circuit routines and you really get a good workout out of it even if you are not that much into you know the the details of the martial arts but then the second part would be very much focused on building up clean style because um in uh, I, i've seen in the uh, uk sometimes you go to gym and you have excellent uh, uh kickboxing and muay thai instructors but sometimes you also have people that come from personal train as, as personal trainers and they haven't necessarily had the martial arts experience but they've done a qualification and they try to teach you the basics but it's a little bit different when someone has really practiced it and uh, gone through uh, mistakes and unlearned uh, the, the wrong things learned the proper things and someone that has just done a course on it so uh, there were people that were coming in and, oh, this is very interesting. Uh, and I was trying to correct their guard, correct their stance. And uh, people grew to like also the really much the, the martial arts aspect. And, um, uh, you know, it, it really uh, grew from there. We, we developed into a club with about 110 uh, members. Uh, uh, we always had between 10 and 20 people coming in. Uh, so there was like this regular 
folk that come in and are excited. Uh, it was open, of course, to uh, both uh, uh, men and women, so it was mixed and uh, it was great kind of a social grounds as well. You, you get to meet a lot of people you work with uh, in a very informal way. Um, so, um, and then there was this uh, clash a little bit with the, with the gym when they were worried that I'm uh, stealing away customers from their other classes. Uh, so they confronted me, they're like, oh, what are you doing here? I was like, yeah, I'm doing classes. And they're like, but you don't have, I mean, you cannot do classes and get money out of people for like within the premises of the gym. And I was like, oh no, it's free classes. I mean, it's open to anyone within the uh, bank and can everyone can join and just work out with us. Like, oh, really? Okay. <laughs> and Well, you don't have license and uh, you don't have uh, insurance. I was like, oh, okay, well, how do I get that? And uh, they gave me directions on uh, courses that I need to complete uh, to get qualified as an instructor. Um, and um, I've created like a personal trainer uh, insurance. Um, the courses were great. It, it was like, uh, I remember exam day was like a full day of martial arts where you just show what you can in martial arts, but also you show how you can teach someone martial arts. And it was like, uh, I haven't had, uh, 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 when I was doing the, the course, I haven't had in a, in a while the uh, joy of dedicating a full weekend to just doing <laughs> martial arts. And I, I felt great after completing the courses. And, uh, you know, I was able to resume the, 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 the classes. So now for about uh, three years, we have been running as a formal club within the bank. Um, well, we are applying for some uh, financing for events and it, it's, it's grown into this community of people that love martial arts, uh, that love to get together and you know do exercises. Uh. It's, it's quite novel, Jordan, about um, you know giving those classes free, all their time and dedication as an extra on top of your work, your day job. So that's that's going sort of you know really stretching out there, and that, that's that's really admirable. Yeah, it does take some time and the dedication to prepare for them. Uh, but I felt like I couldn't uh, give a price to it because it's something I I get pleasure out of. And I felt like I might pollute it if I put a price tag on it. Uh, uh, whereas now it was just like my voluntary work for this community of people with interest to the sport. Whereas if I had put a price tag on it, uh, I would have made it, uh, I don't know, uh, commercial and not, uh, it would have kind of broken the spirit out of it. The, 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 the kickboxing club is literally called the fight club. So it's this kind of <laughs> free, free, free spirited uh, organization. So yeah, uh, yeah, that, that was kind of my motivation. Yeah, I think it's broken the first rule of fight club is to talk about it on air. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know how it is. I was just <laughs> going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you don't That's talk fantastic. about Fight Club, and all they do is today. talk about Fight Club. <laughs> we, we, we don't talk about Fight Club unless we go on a podcast. And podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. It's great to have you on 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 the podcast. But we should have you back uh, sometime to talk a bit more about the the competition and the fighting and the, the differences that clashes with the Muay Thai style. Like uh, I think that that really deserves its own kind of content to go into te technical stuff on that. But absolutely, it's great having it would be you. my pleasure. Thank you very much. Thanks for organizing. Brilliant. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you, guys.